walking guide. Hello, my little Debbie Snack Cakes. Welcome once again to that magical place where we all gather to drink and lament and talk about this fucking guy. This is the podcast where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and dick weasels that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I'm the one with the speech impediment, Ren Martinez. And I'm the one with the vocal fry, Ginger Gollum. <laughs> Alright, Gingy, before we begin, is there anything you need to scream into the void? I mean, in terms of screaming it into the void, just... This fucking timeline, I saw, not not to be somebody's 60-year-old mother that just starts, like, referencing memes that no one's seen, <laughs> but <laughs> I saw somebody post this thing that was a theory that the weasel who fucked up the Large Hadron Collider in 2016 accidentally put us on the wrong timeline. Oh, right. And I'm, like... I mean, I'm a big fan of that. I'm 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 often a person who says that this is the timeline God forgot. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, if it was caused by literally just the the chaotic happenstance of a squirrel, that seems valid. Yeah, it turns out Ice Age was prophetic <laughs> in this really specific way. Oh goodness, this is not this is not the timeline where he got that acorn. No. <laughs> Well, let's actually start off with a little thing I want to scream into the void, just because it's very topical. Oh. So, my boss came into work Mm -hmm. and was like, hey, did you hear about this manager? And I was like, what about manager? And this is manager, uh, old man Rufus, let's say. (laughs) An old man Rufus was uh, talking about doing a Halloween costume that played oh, on the Jesus. joke, First World Problems. <laughs> we should first point out, just in case anybody who we work with is listening and has, like, seen through the disguises, that, like, <laughs> Old Man Rufus is a very sweet and nice man. He is not really what you would call woke. <laughs> No, Old Man Rufus is not woke. And how could anyone see through our clever ruse? Our cleverest ruse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, apparently Old Man Rufus, his costume idea was uh, to be a, a homeless man. That already starts off with a homeless man with a sign that says, Will work for full-time pay and benefits. And then a guitar case that says, Please donate to my 401k. Because that's hilarious, right? I think that that costume was supposed to be titled First World Problems. It is, but it... But but don't do that. Well, as someone who was trying to talk to millennials saying, isn't that hilarious? We're like, no. (laughs) No, I would love for someone to donate to my 401k because I feel two paychecks away from homelessness. Oh, goodness. Oh, Um, jeez. So... That further, that's what I needed to scream because, <laughs> oh my goodness, um, which kind of sets sets me up very nicely. Are you ready, Gingy, for this fucking guy? I am. Or should I say, these fucking guys? Oh, this is this is gonna be a fun little pivot. I feel like we should really quick mention to our you know four person listenership that we um we've gotten some feedback on the first couple podcasts, which was. 
essentially, they're good, but boy howdy, is there too much of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we've decided to um, break down the podcast. We're going to alternate weeks. Uh, some week, Ren is going to tell us about this fucking guy in the news, and some weeks it's going to be Jinji here telling you about some dead asshole. And this week we will be... Well, so these fucking guys, it's more of a of a of a, a concept. Okay. More of a concept a of, a, of a concept. of a guy. So three different uh, headlines of the ra- the last couple of months. Okay. An annual Halloween fundraiser for an agricultural program at Lebanon High School in Lebanon, Oregon, has come under fire after a photograph surfaced of students at the haunted Halloween event. Posting in blackface with a racist caption. Oh, Jesus. In a spirit Halloween store in Albuquerque, New Mexico, some customers raised concerns over a costume called Mexican Man. Oh, <laughs> Which featured no. a white man wearing a poncho and oversized mustache. Oh, no. And Amazon is currently selling sexy Border Patrol agent costumes. What? And Kmart Australia had to remove a children's costume in which four-year-olds could dress as literal child brides. So these are the people who fuck up Halloween. (laughs) The one that I'm not sure I totally understand is the child brides one. Like, are they... It's, uh, I mean, I think it's part of sort of this little... Is it it just a bride costume and we've all come around to realize that it's... That that is like in the article, which I I briefly brushed over to get these headlines. Uh It was just it's a bride costume, but considering like lately, you know, there's been reports regarding like children being trafficked and other such things. It might not be a great look. No, it might not be a great look. Um, so regardless, these are the people who fuck up Halloween for the rest of us. Yes. They just can't. Mm. As you know, Gingy, there are multiple ways to fuck up Halloween. So let's talk about blackface. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so there might have been... This is the timeline God <laughs> forgot. This is the timeline God forgot. So there's there's been multiple scandals throughout the years about people doing blackface for Halloween. Uh, Julianne Huff in 2013 yep. dressed up as Crazy Eyes from Orange is the New Black complete with darkening of the skin. Uh, that same year, two Florida partygoers dressed up as George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. Oh, no. Who was wearing a black, who was wearing a black face and a gray hoodie smeared in blood. Because that's cool. That was the wrong time for me to take a <laughs> gulp of wine. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should take more gulps. Mm. Uh, more wine. More um, gulps faster. In 2018, Luann de Lesseps, who was a star on The Real Housewives of New York. I think it's de Lesseps. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would argue there's no such thing as a star of The Real Housewives of New York. Um, But regardless, this woman, Luann, dressed as uh, Diana Ross with darkening her skin. Mm. Again, blackface. Mm -mm. In response to that, you might have heard... Megan Kelly on her NBC show saying it was okay for white people to dress up in blackface for Halloween, stating, and I don't know, I felt like who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for a day. I don't know how, like, that got racist on Halloween. 
you know the sage lips of Megan <laughs> fucking Kelly. She this... got she got canceled. Over oh, that, she got right? canceled over that. I mean, she should have been canceled far before. This was the yeah. woman who like argued about how making a black Santa was um, racist against the true white Santa, the true white fictional Santa. Do we think no one's told her? <laughs> No, keep it a secret from Megan okay. Kelly. She sleeps so soundly at night. <laughs> um, in February 2019, Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia had yearbook photos showing him in blackface next to another student wearing a Ku Klux Klan costume. Though later he would say, oh, that was me. Oh, wait, that wasn't me. And admitted to using shoe polish to portray Michael Jackson in a dance contest. Oh. And then Alabama Governor Kay Ivey had to issue an apology in August 2019 after a 1967 radio interview clip was released of her talking about wearing blackface at a party. I hadn't heard of that. I feel like we need to take a moment for Ralph Northam. Oh, goodness. Uh, just... Because that was like the darkest two weeks to live in Virginia, where it was, okay, so the governor put on blackface. Do we get rid of him? Oh no, someone's just accused the lieutenant governor of rape. Do we get rid of him? And then Mark Herring was like, it's not that big a deal. I've done blackface. <sighs> so And then at the press conference, Northam tried to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He, he he tried to moonwalk, or rather he was like, Do you want me to moonwalk? And his wife was just like, No! No, don't. That's such Ralph! A... Oh god, Ralph. Mm. Oh god. So in response to the Northam scandal, the Pew Research Center did a poll that found that one-third of uh, people believe wearing blackface for Halloween is always or sometimes acceptable. That's an astronomical amount of people. Another poll from the Washington Post around this time found that just 58% of Americans believe black blackface is wrong. Not enough people, in my <laughs> estimation. <clears throat> And a tweet from Samuel Sinyangwe, co-founder of Campaign Zero, went viral with the absolutely true statistic that America currently has more governors who've worn blackface than black governors. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's, let's take a drink for that. Mm. Um, so in recent years, uh, there's been this weird attempt, Megyn Kelly being one of these people, to position the historical and offensive use of blackface or similar costumes depicting stereotypes of other ethnicities as distinct from dressing up as celebrities. So, like, you shouldn't do blackface to make fun of black people, but you can dress up as a black person with blackface, and that's somehow better or okay. These are usually white people arguing that. I don't yeah. know if you're shocked by that. <sighs> Um, but it's mostly course. Scarlett Johansson arguing. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Oh god, she needs her own episode. Um, it's okay to play people of other races. I could play a tree if I wanted to. Cool. Let's let's compare other races with trees. That's a good look, Scarlett. Get out of here with your bad acting. Um, <laughs> um, so of course, all of this ignores the fact that costumes like this still serve as a vehicle for racial dress up. And the stereotypes and anti-black attitudes that blackface rely on in the past are still present today. Weird. In both cases, blackness, however inappropriately defined, becomes a decoration. It's reduced to a costume, and it's something that you can like 
put on, and then take off. Unlike people who are actually of that race who can't remove their raceness and, like, get to live life as a white person. Can't remove their raceness? I don't know how <laughs> else I would say that. They can't remove their race and, you know, suddenly be white and get all the lovely privileges of being Yeah, they can't just a white put on person. that mantle of white privilege. Like a, like a beautiful cloak. Yeah. Like a, like a king in a forest. Not even the Wayans brothers in the movie. Oh, white chicks. That... And I need you. And I miss you. Really, in which they portray Dickie Azalea like shockingly. (laughs) Oh my god, that really foreshadowed, like the rise, the rise of Iggy Azalea and that one song I don't remember from her. Uh, Uh, Well, I okay, so I know she and Rita Ora did that one that was called. Black Widow. Right. But which my fiance thought was a really racially insensitive song because he thought that the chorus was a Black Widow baby. Oh, that would be, um. That would, yeah. Yeah, well, you know. I, I mean, st- it's not racially insensitive, it's just bad. Yeah, I think that says something to the effect of how Iggy Azalea and them don't pronounce their words. Maybe. A little bit of pronunciation would work. I say this as the person with the literal speech impediment. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Genji, why is blackface bad? Other than, like, the racism. I don't, I don't want to be the it's not nice person, but it's just kind of categorically unkind to make a caricature out of people, mm. for the most part. And especially marginalized people. All of this is sound. Clearly, you will never get your own NBC program. Yeah. Well, I know you're usually the history one, but I'm going to delve a little bit. Just Ooh, t- put a little toe in. Um, just take us back to D.W. Griffith, baby. Ugh. Well, this is before D.W. Griffith oh, immortalized uh, the blackface of the birth of a nation. The portrayal of blackface in the U.S. dates back probably around to the 19th century, White performers would be in blackface, playing characters that perpetuated a range of negative, belittling, and demeaning stereotypes about African-American people. Um, So this is actually attributed to a man who we should do a whole episode about, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to briefly brush over, named Thomas Rice, who was known as the father of minstrelsy, which is not a great title. Oh, no. That's not the father you want to be in the world. Nope, nope, nope. Father Christmas. (laughs) Father, Father Christmas, who was white, according to Megan Kelly. Father Time <laughs> and Father of Minstrels. God. Um, he was the one who developed a black stage character called uh, Jim Crow. Oh, cool. I don't know if you've heard the name. Uh, he developed it in 1830, claims to have drawn inspiration for his characters from observing slaves in the South. As a as a little hint, a little, like, uh, spoiler alert, the name was eventually used to, like, you know, as a name for the segregationist policies that, and laws. Did he that, ta- did he take up that name from someone or something, and then? No, he came Jim, up with Jim Crow. Okay, he, he came up with Jim oh, Crow. Okay. Oh, that was him. Okay, that was his character. So um, there's no mistaking the fact that race was central to this uh, initial enduring appeal of blackface. Minstrels portrayed black people as inferior and made a mockery of their intelligence, dialect, dancing, and features. Minstrel shows focus on the fun and games of slavery. You know, the, 
the fun times of being owned by people. And downplayed the horrors of the institution. I, I mean, like, there's there's con, there's pros and cons to everything, right? On the pro side, there's fun and games. On the cons, there's the systematic, like, brutalization and yeah, murder, murder of a race. Assault. Many portrayed African-American family life as a happy extension of living with a white master. So this racist imagery, and again, this use of blackface, really helps support Jim Crow laws and continued segregation. The images of the minstrel show characters, which portrayed black people as lazy, easily frightened, chronically idle, they found their way into common and everyday objects such as postcards, sheet music, toys. I don't know if you've ever been to, like, certain old-timey thrift stores, and you're like, look at this cute little town nestled in, like, either, I mean... I've seen them in, like, little towns in, like, Colorado. Sometimes you see them in the South. It doesn't matter. It's a little town where it's, everything's cute and there's, like, a soda jerk shop somewhere. And then you go into their, like, cute little antique store and then, like, racist shit. Like, a lot of racist cookie jars and, like, other paraphernalia yeah. where there's blackface all over the place. So, um, that's a very brief overview about why blackface bad. There's actually a really great podcast episode. It's um, the podcast Code Switch on NPR, Mm -hmm. hosted by the brilliant Shireen Marisol Maraji and Jean Demby. They talk about, like, the Governor Northam scandal and, like, racial dialogue of blackface. And it's a really good episode. Um, They are people of color and should be listened to way more than I should be. But, yeah, so that is a little, you know, people who do blackface. Why do you fuck up so bad? Why? Why do you fuck up so bad? Why do you gotta be like that? So, here's our next brand of fucking up for Halloween. Oh, there's more. Cultural appropriation! Yeah! yeah. Um, in 2016, Hilary Duff and Jason Walsh dressed up as uh, in stereotypical Native American and Pilgrim, the same time that Native American activists were protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline. She, she has a great publicist, because I feel like I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean... In her defense, not that it's a defense, she was the pilgrim, but still. But still. But still. Uh, Disney came under fire uh, in the same year for its Maui costume, which depicted the character's brown painted skin for you to wear. Then, of course, there's pretty much any Halloween costume place that sells sexy Indian, Arabian princess, sexy geisha. And then recently, there's been photos of Justin Trudeau, uh, the Canadian prime minister, Appearing uh, at a Arabian Nights party in brownface and a turban, which occurred in 2001. That's too recent. That's way too recent, right? Yeah. We've known this was racist all along. I mean, who is we? Because obviously. (laughs) People love to uh, argue about that. Yeah. But you know, culturally appropriative costumes are racist and shitty. I think I can make that bold stance. Yeah. <laughs> that bold that bold stance. I will be the, the first one to step forward. There's been a lot of people stepping forward. But still, it's really this manifestation, this cultural appropriation thing, that, like, people who belong to marginalized groups just, you know, are less than human and are like a costume that you can put on and take off yeah. at your leisure. Like, once you've dehumanized them, you can just, like, co-opt their culture because it's meaningless and borrow pieces of it that have meaning and just divorce it from meaning and, you know, put bindies on your forehead as white girls or, 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I realize that there is, like, a cultural exchange. I realize that there is a little bit more nuance to this than there is, like, with straight-up blackface. Because we sort of live in this globalized culture. However, when you are doing, like, sexy Indian princess... Well, I would argue that Halloween is not a cultural exchange session. Yeah. Halloween is about dressing up in costume. And inevitably, dressing up as another culture... Is a bad look. It's a bad, like going to your local Halloween party and being like, look at me. I'm, I, you know, I'm Middle Eastern princess. Like, no, that's, no, that, that doesn't fly. Uh, there's a, one excellent Teen Vote article um, that uh, several women were interviewed and talk about what cultural appropriation means to them. Um, one broke down why uh, the Afro wig oh, is not just a fun hairpiece to wear at your Halloween yeah. party. Our hair is stigmatized as being untidy, and this costume is incredibly insensitive to the real struggles African Americans have wearing their natural hair. You think? That's fair. Yeah. That's super fair. Yes. Yeah. Um, Another woman explained why it's hurtful to see people co-opt Hawaiian culture. Hmm. One of the things about Hawaiian culture that not a lot of people know is that historically it was illegal to practice anything that had to do with Native Hawaiian culture. Mm-hmm. My grandmother is currently in her 70s and she's finally learning how to dance hula. And she's been creating her hula skirt and lay for weeks now. And this is nothing like what it looks like. This costume is extremely hurtful, not only for myself, but the generations that had to go through this erasure. So don't fucking do it. Yeah. Just don't fucking do it. And, of course, there's the Native American costumes with, like, the fake suede and, like, the feathers. Mm. Like, the feathers and the beads and the fringe. Yeah, as if Native American means, like, one thing. As if it means one thing and as if, like, there's no Native Americans now. As if that, there's no Native Americans living now. Um, It really is sort of like this frozen monolith of, like, what it used to be, like, the 19th century, which is when they were being, like, systematically murdered by white people as they colonized their land. So, you know, that's a great, like, let's memorialize this period of time. (laughs) Like, we'll memorialize it at my cousin's Halloween party Uh, where we're going to get it drunk on jungle juice. I feel the need to mention that, like, Kind of the systematic killing of Native American people for, like, their land and assets. That has not stopped. It's really just become, like, this terrorism of co-opting environmental resources and, like, taking all the water and not giving people access to emergency services and not investigating violent crimes. Yep, it's still a thing. Um, so don't dress up as a Native American person. It's really fucking rude. Um, so cultural appropriation is a statement of power. It's it, you, you can't you can't remove the ridicule from it. Like these cultures do not belong to you. You cannot lay claim something that is not yours. Like you're performing essentially a cheap imitation. Mm-hmm. You know you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So you know stop it, Becky. It's never appropriate to be racist, of course, but, like, when you're racist on Halloween, like, again, you're rubbing salt in this wound and being like, isn't it fun to be, to be this group for a day? I never have to contend with the bullshit you're dealing with. So, uh, cultural appropriation. Another way for people to fuck up Halloween. Yeah. (sighs) These fucking people. Anyway. So now we're gonna get into, there's also, like, the weird... 
sexy costumes. Oh, sexy things that shouldn't be sexy. Yeah. Like, okay, so there's some of these that are genuinely disturbing. Like, a really good, just bizarre, sexy something that shouldn't be sexy, I think is a thing of beauty. Like, I love the sexy Bob Ross. You love this? Well, I kind of love the sexy Bob Ross because it's just so absurd. Well, there are some absurd sexy costumes that I think are fun. There is a sexy Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. The sexy Mr. Rogers. Yes, that, that's what Susie Cream Cheese is going as for oh, Halloween. Oh, Susie Cream Cheese will be a delightful sexy she Mr. Rogers. will. Don't um, wear that purple dress. I told you not to. <laughs> um, sexy Mr. Peanut. A sexy minion, which is actually horrifying to oh. me. Um, sexy fortune cookie. Mm. Sexy slender man. What? You know slender man? Like the, like the, the scary dude that was like I, in the game that's like really mm. tall and white and he just like, you have to wander around Look, it's, it's like a little indie horror game. It's Jack Skellington but not fun. Yeah, and it was, it was off a, uh, creepypasta was all about. Oh, I'm aware of what Slenderman is. I mean, creepy just... Slenderman is just a is a girl with like a white face and like long arms and a mini skirt. You know what's really sexy when those arms go all the way up. <laughs> I love me a girl with long ass arms. <laughs> um, and a sexy poop emoji costume. Yeah, that was inevitable. Which is for people who are into scat, apparently. Because <laughs> I cannot imagine another market in which that would uh, hit all the all the check boxes. I'm sure for that a be- person. I'm sure that between now and Friday, I cannot get the rights to the song "Scat Man" to just really, <laughs> just briefly dub in there. Oh goodness! Um, so there's nothing wrong with wearing a sexy costume. There's nothing wrong with wearing a sexy costume. We can certainly argue with the fact that we live in a society in which, like. Women are both systematically, like, um, encouraged to be super sexy, but also shamed for being sexy. And it's kind of a day where, like, women, I think this is, like, a la Mean Girls, where you can, like, dress up like a total slut and no one can say anything. Yeah. Because, like, it's Halloween and it's okay to dress like a slut. Some of the problems with that is, like, all women's costumes are, like, sexy. Like, all of them... It's really mm. hard to find a costume that isn't, there's not a sexy in front of the title. Yeah. You know, it's pretty much, if you look up for any sort of women's character costume, like, it's gonna have, like, low cleavage and a miniskirt. Yeah. You just can't get away from it. Um, another thing that's kind of an issue with, like, the sexy women's costume thing mm. is, um... There's really, like, two sizes is, like, ultra thin and thin. Oh, yeah. No, I have long given up buying any kind of Halloween costumes at the store because Mm -hmm. the quality is pretty universally abysmal. It's true. It's that lovely blend of fabric that is itchy, it is hot, and, like, see-through? Yeah. it's, it's, It's an interesting fabric. I don't know how they make it so bad at all levels. Yeah. Like, if there was an X, Y, and Z axis, it would just be bad. (laughs) Just bad. (laughs) For a value of S, terrible. (laughs) Was that good statistics? No. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna run a a T-test. A T-test for terrible. (laughs) I'm here all week. (laughs) 
yeah, so, you know, there's, you know, the whole fact that, like, women who are above a size four can't really find sexy pinata at the local <laughs> Halloween store. And then, of course, you know, you can talk about the sexy versions of things perpetuate these beauty standards and stereotypes about how bodies should look. Blah, 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 blah. The point is, I don't actually want to dress up as a sexy poop emoji. Like, no. I don't. But, of course, there's also, there's even worse sexy costumes. There's the sexy Miss Impeachment costume, which is a beauty queen costume with a tiara and a whistle, which is, like, playing on the whole, like, Ukrainian whistleblower thing, I, I, which is a terrible thing about... It, it's amazing that you can buy a costume for it, because it's, that already sounds like the least effort costume <laughs> I can imagine somebody doing in, like, the last ten minutes. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard of, but it's lazy. It's also really impressive considering this thing is only a couple weeks old. Like, this is, like, a newborn baby, and people are like, Costumes! <laughs> Halloween costumes. I'm like, man, like that you... marketing department moves very quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, there's also the sexy fake news reporter, which mostly consists of like a mini dress with like newspaper printings on it with fake news on the tits. What? Yeah, that's pretty much all it fucking is. Oh, it has it has glasses because you know if you're if you're a smart sexy person, you have like the black rimmed glasses, a la Harry Potter. Yeah. And, you know, we already talked about, like, you know, um, you know, Mr. Carpe and about yeah. how, like, the fake news things is a problem. But, you know, ugh. Yeah, there's a whole thing. There's also <clears throat> a sexy Donald Trump costume. Oh, no. Called Donna T. Rump Shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of both enjoyable and I. Also want to set myself on fire. Like, I'll give that one to you. I'll give that one to you. Like, soulless spirit Halloween. Or whoever. Like, I don't mean to be slandering spirit Halloween. Can you imagine going to school for, like, marketing or communications and then ending up working at, like, one of these Halloween dump stores and, like, having to make costumes and being like, I guess we could do Donna T. Rump Shaker. And everyone's like, that's brilliant! You Doodle get benefits. <laughs> and it's like, ugh. I'm so glad that it was worth those student loan debt to make Donna T. Rump Shaker. God. So now we're also going to go even down more on this, like, disturbing, sexy Halloween costume okay. path. There's also the sexy daddy cheerleader, which is, of course, the sexy cheerleader outfit uh-huh. that has daddy across the tits. Why? You know why? You know why? I mean, because millennials is kinky? Uh, I don't know. Um, of course, the sexy schoolgirls. You see those everywhere. Yeah. The sexy orphan Annie. The sexy brownie babe. And sexy baby. Oh, no. Oh. oh so, no. <laughs> to put this all kind of into context, orphan Annie, the character, is 11. She's yeah. 11. Um, according to the, the, the Girl Scouts website, uh, brownies are girls enrolled in grades one to three, which is usually six to eight years old. Mm. And babies are literal babies. <laughs> <laughs> They're just babies. Thank you for explaining babies. <laughs> like, like, I under, 
Okay, so so there's like no part of me that understands sexy baby. But <laughs> I think that's a good thing. That's a part of you you should not have. I mean, if I, there's a part of you that's like, yes, sexy I, I baby, went to you need a, to go to a therapist. I went to a really fun burlesque show that was Nickelodeon themed. And they really did go to great lengths to clarify any of the characters that were children in the show are presumed to have aged. Well, I think part of it is, like, I think there's something to be said about, like, having fun nostalgia stuff and also, like, the sexualization of children. Yeah. And I think with, like, when you get sort of those, like, 90s nostalgia sexy things uh-huh. with like again burlesque shows where you're like a sexy Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life or whatever. Like Rocco, you have excellent tits. <laughs> it was always my favorite part of them. <laughs> um, like what you're, what you're, and burlesque is also its whole other this whole art form thing. But like I think what you're really looking at is you're not sexualizing the character per se. You're a sexy person who is like the character for fun. Like, yeah. I think it's two separate things. But, like, when you have a sexy Girl Scout, you're yeah. sexualizing the Girl Scout, who's a six-year-old. Yeah. And that's icky and gross and whiny. It's whiny, whiny. Mm. And I would say that, like, you don't see the same in men's costumes. You don't see, like, sexy Boy Scout. You don't see, Ooh. like... <laughs> like, the, there's see... part of me that wants some level of creep reciprocity to exist where there are like as many sexy men's costumes as sexy women's costumes that said when you said sexy boy scout (laughs) my skeleton jumped out of my body (laughs) i also like creeper reciprocity that's my new band name um yeah that's my new band name um yeah because it's like i think we can we can all creep like i think we can all have a healthy creep for all genders, uh-huh. but like there are certain creeps. Like we don't need reciprocity here. We don't need to all be sexualizing children. Yeah. We just need to not be sexualizing yeah. children. Like let's just let's just like get off that bus. This shitty bus smells like piss also, and creeps. Also, there's a tiny part of me that's like, now it's just Scouts of America. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. I do want to say one of the the, the, the retailers I kept coming across in, in my research is one called Yandy, who is just this online retailer of costumes. They also featured, at one point, a sexy Handmaid's Tale costume. Oh, these people. That people. And I feel like I don't really need to go into with you the problems with a sexy Handmaid's Tale costume. Like, okay. I feel like it's self-explanatory. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that, like, it sort of branches off from me and stops being like, my god, that's so problematic, and just starts becoming, my god, you're such a fucking dumbass. <laughs> you're a problematic dumbass. You're a problematic dumbass did who you did not the read the source material, like all the people having Great Gatsby weddings. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Like, why do you want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna style my everlasting love vows after the Great Gatsby, where they all die. <laughs> One falls into a pool. Like, like Old sport, old sport. Old sport, old sport. Um, and a lot of underlying homoerotic tension. It's great. Um, not really the theme I'd want for my nuptials, but I guess to each 
their own. You want a lot of underlying homoerotic tension at your wedding. Don't lie to me. Hey, hey, hey. I resemble that remark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's also, the same website, has the sexy college scandal costume. Oh, no. As inspired by Felicity Huffman. It features an orange crop top and skirt combo. Oh, it could have been worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I let out a breath of relief when I found <laughs> that it was just Huffman. No, it features an orange crop top and skirt combo. The top is emblazoned with Mama the Year crossed out and then inmate <laughs> written underneath. So there's that. I do want to point out that Felicity Huffman was sentenced to two weeks in jail for her college admission scam, while Tanya McDowell received five years for larceny charges related to falsifying her son's address to enroll in a better school. You know, so do with yeah. that as you will. So there's also costumes that reference sexual assault. Oh no. Such as the classic flasher costume. Ugh. Um, and several gynecologist costumes. One, a uh, Dr. Howie Felcher Snatch. And a doctor, because we, we do want this to be gender neutral. Uh, there's a Dr. Ophelia Cumming. Because <laughs> that's fun. Who doesn't love their gynecologist sexually assaulting them during a pap smear. I mean, I, I feel like that does not as explicitly reference sexual assault, but those are some lazy costume names. They're very bad costume names, and also bad costumes. And also, how can you tell they're a gynecologist? They, it- on the, they have a lab coat, and on the lab coat it says gynecologist. Oh. And then the doctor's name, because they really want to make sure you you know what it is. <sighs> My fiancé's father's a gynecologist, but I don't look at him and go, you. You've got just the look. Of a gynecologist. Of a, of a gynecologist. <laughs> you look like you've just seen puss all day long. <laughs> I am going to absolutely edit this part out. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Oh. This is brilliant. Um, there are also Halloween parties um, that have been attended by uh, folks such as Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, and Rohypnol. There are people who dress up oh, these are- as Rohypnol. Oh, I-, I had a brief moment of thinking that you were just saying... Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, and the drug Rehypnol have all been present at Halloween parties. I mean, that's probably that's true. That's true. No, but these are people who've decided to dress up. Why? Because <laughs> people have very poor taste. I, I also... And that's why they're these fucking guys. I also saw one, not to make it even worse, I saw one the other day that was uh, Jeffrey Epstein and his teenage victims. Oh, Oh, as why? A, as a couple's costume. Why? Although I suppose oh. those are two people that deserve each other. <laughs> Meant to be. Fling them into the <laughs> void as one. Just like, oh my god. Oh my god. What well, I mean, there's very few cases in which you can look at someone and immediately know their inner, their inner strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and know whether you can write them off. These mm-hmm. are people that have very kindly, just let you see it. Oh, yeah. So you can immediately say, nope, these people deserve to be removed from my life and my vision. Yeet them. Oh, my goodness. Yeet them right into the woods. So some of the problems, specifically with, like, the the, the sexual assault costumes, um, is, no, for for some statistics, one in five women, according to the National Sexual Violence Resource Center, will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. 
and Halloween especially takes place during peak times of sexual assault on college campuses. According to rain.org, more sexual assaults on campus take place during the fall than the spring semester. So don't go as Harvey Weinstein. Oh, why? At least there's not a sexy Harvey Weinstein costume Ooh. that we Ooh. have found. Oh my God, why did I say that? Why did I blood this you, into the universe? You just spoken that into creation. No. Oh God. No. So of course, then there's the... If, if you dress up as that for Halloween, please share it on our social media so we can block you. Then there's the transphobic and homophobic costumes. Yeah. Gerard Butler wore a Game of Thrones-inspired costume in 2016 with the sign Gay Me of Thrones, complete with eyeliner and glitter. It's pretty lazy as a costume, hmm. but, you know, still not the best look, Gerard Butler. Also, no. you cannot sing. Stop doing it. <sighs> uh, the same year, Walmart featured a... There is a transphobic slur in the title of the costume. It's the Granny T-Word costume. Oh, no. Oh, yep. no. Yep, they featured that. There's also, of course, the Call Me Caitlin costume. Oh, no. If you remember that from yesteryear. Oh. Um, and there was also, and this is the name of the actual costume, the Adult Lady Boy Drag Fancy Dress Costume by Orion Costumes. It was sold on Amazon UK, and it featured a man in a long wig, sequin dress, and fabric penis. There's so many things. <laughs> In this world that you can dress as for Halloween. Because transphobes are going to transphobe uh, every holiday yeah, of the year. They're just going to blem all over the place. Oh, blamming. One day we will do a follow-up of you, mm. you piece of shit. So Don't listen to episode one if you haven't already. Like, share, and subscribe. Like it? <laughs> I love your marketing plugs mid-episode. Um, and then, you know, again, the ableist costumes. Mm -hmm. Anything to do with, you know, insane asylums or mental patients or crazy people. It's not okay, guys. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a la it's a lazy and stereotype and it's done all the time. This apparently happens every year. There is some version of the anorexia costume. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yep. Um, and I also found the blind referee costume complete with sunglasses and cane. Ugh. Right? Ugh. Right? And then, of course, the fat phobic costumes. Oh, no. Whether it's the sumo wrestler, the fat stripper, the fat lady, or the plain old fat suit. There's just so many different ones. They're so lazy. And the sumo wrestler hits, like, a couple of these points that we've covered. I also saw a fat ballerina. It's one of those, like, blow-up balloon ones suits that you can wear. What? And everyone's like, see, it's, and it's the thing that about it is a, it was just called ballerina costume man's ballerina costume like huh it's almost as if you're deliberately ignoring the thing that you're trying to mock in the costume hmm i mean dear god are they learning no so <laughs> we these fucking people keep fucking up one of my favorite holidays of the year and there's a lot of ways not to fuck up halloween there's so many ways to not fuck up Halloween. And yet there, again, there are people who continue to do so. Here's looking at you, a surprising and shitty number of U.S. governors. Stop doing blackface. What the fuck? So since, you know, we're all people who are screaming into the void together, I figured I would do some Halloween fall-themed self-care tips. Oh, that's fun. So... Number one, let's 
jump in a pile of leaves. Who says you can't go out and play just because you're an adult? Let yourself feel like a kid again and refuse to participate in cultural appropriation. Yeah, make sure you wear long sleeves because spiders live in there. Make a meal out of fall vegetables. Mm. Veggies are good for you, and fall is the perfect time to put more veggies into your diet. Serve squash casserole at your Samhain feast, where absolutely no one will be wearing blackface. <laughs> Buy your favorite Halloween candy. Who doesn't love a little sweetness? Indulge that sweet tooth and embrace body positivity. Binge watch some spooky movies. It's that time of year. Have a little scream fest and don't slut shame anyone for their choice of costume. Wear cozy sweaters. The leaves are falling. That lovely chill is in the air. Nestle in your coziest sweaters so you can be nice and warm while helping spread awareness through great campaigns like Not Your Costume, My Costume Is Not Consent, and My Culture Is Not Your Costume. And that my friends, are these fucking guys. Oh, bless. Take care of yourself, my little baby angels. Uh, my sexy babies. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, if God forbid you like what you're hearing, <laughs> you should check us out on thisfnguypod.com or on Twitter at thisfnguypod. Or donate to our Patreon because we're poor. Which still doesn't exist. Why? Because <laughs> I haven't done it yet. <laughs> put, put all the blame on me, Gingy. I am lazy <laughs> and have not done it. I love being poor. I love being poor. I'd love to be homeless and have a sign saying, Don- Donate to my 401k. Mm. Thanks, old man Rufus. Anyway... As always, I'm Red Martinez. And I'm Ginger Golub. Here's a self-care tip. Don't do blackface. And don't be this fucking guy. This fucking guy.